This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 324. I wonder, are you so busy trying to build your business or meet client needs or balance home demands with work demands that your own health habits get put on the table and pushed to the back? If that's the case, what do you think that's doing to affect your bottom line and your overall effectiveness and ability to bring money in? That's my focus today with lifestyle coach Allison Scott. We're going to talk about three things that must be built into your routine for you to flourish professionally, personally, and with your health. So join us now. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It's fabulous to have you here. Across the United States for the past week or so, we've had quite a cold snap. Here in Texas, we have been under ice, which has impacted my daily walks. It's impacted my desire to move. I'm like in this place of wanting to hunker down under a blanket and just work on my laptop. And that sort of made me realize that that's another thing that can happen that brings the topic of our show today into that much more focus. What happens that undermines our health habits, undermines the way that we take care of the body that is the foundation for everything that we do and and how we move forward? That's what I'm going to talk about today with my guest, Allison Scott, and I'm going to tell you more about Allison, more about the show in just a minute. If this happens to be your first time visiting the Star Coach Show, welcome. If you have yet to meet me, my name is Meg Rentschler. I'm an executive coach, but I've also been a coach instructor and a mentor coach for almost 15 years. I've trained thousands of coaches and have mentored and worked with coaches to help build sustainable businesses that thrive so that the coaches can thrive and be the best in their coaching partnerships to build those strong skills and build businesses because that's sort of the the winning combination to be able to bring our impact into the world. One of the ways that I do that is through this show and then through the many programs that I have, as well as our membership community, to get together and really look at what are we doing to bring our impact into the world? And are we trying to do everything alone? Or can we build strength from one another and community and not spin trying to get all of our questions answered ourselves, actually creating a resource that's trusted and helps get sand under our slick wheels. So if you've ever spun out on ice and you feel like you're spinning out on ice in your coaching business, that's what I hope this 
show can do to help you get some traction. That's what our member community does. That's what the programs do that I work with people. So that's a little bit about me, the motivation for the show. And let's talk about my guest this week for the show. Allison Scott is a certified health and lifestyle coach. She specializes in intermittent fasting. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the interview today. What is that? What does it look like? What is it about that that brings value? After Allison discovered intermittent fasting a few years ago when she lost 30 pounds, she talks about that in the interview, she really became passionate about sharing it with others. She realized that she can help others find a healthy lifestyle. And when they do that and they maintain it for the rest of their life, they're at their best. They can still enjoy their favorite foods. You know, she has gone to nutrition school. She's getting her health coaching certification. And in her own coaching business, she really is about helping you design the life that you want, the lifestyle through health and well-being and making good choices. So, Allison is somebody that I've known for a while. We've worked together in sort of creating business and in getting our work into the world. And I really wanted to get her in front of you because I think you're going to enjoy her energy and her focus and the gift that she brings to the world. So let's dive into our show today and really look at what are three things that we need to build into our routine to show up as our best because our health habits really do affect our bottom line. Let's go to my interview with Allison Scott. Allison Scott, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so excited to be in this space with you. Well, I'm super excited to be here with you, Meg. This is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we've known each other for a while and have been working sort of side by side in a program about getting out there and bringing our work into the world. And, And what you do, I said, Allison, you need to come on the show because people need to understand how our health habits truly do affect our bottom line. And I think that as coaches, we're like in, we're in there doing, how do I get more speaking? And how do I get in front of more people? And how do I build this program and do that? And, and, and we invest in things like that. And our mind goes to things like that. And maybe we forget about this vessel that we are responsible for that's going to help us step into that space that much better. Right, right. If we could put as much effort or even just a quarter of the effort into ourselves and our health and our bodies that we do into our business, we'd be a whole lot better off. I think we forget. We get so busy and putting in all these hours into our businesses and all the things we're trying to do and growing it and meeting new clients and all that work. And we kind of forget about, oh, yeah, there's this body that kind of needs some attention. It's like, hey, over here. Right. <laughs> I need some attention. It's so. like building something on sand instead exactly. of like, because our body is our foundation. It's absolutely our foundation. I'm I'm a true believer in that. I That's, that's kind of my whole 
philosophy around my coaching practice is that your health is your cornerstone for all your success. So you can't really have the lifestyle that you want if you don't have good health. And you can't really have the business you want or the relationships you want, because once your health goes down the drain, that becomes your primary focus. Right. And I, I watched that happen to my parents. They just kind of lost all their their social activities, their, they couldn't go anywhere. Like this, their world got super small and it was all focused around their health. And I just don't want that for people. That's what inspired me to get into the coaching business with health because love that. Yeah. I want, I don't love that, that your parents were, no, I, know. I love the perspective I know. I know. and the fact that things are preventable. They it's, are. it's many things are yeah, many things many are. things yes. are mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when we think about the concept of when's the best time to plant a tree 40 mm-hmm. years ago when's the <laughs> second best time today now so we can <laughs> yeah now so and and i think that that fits in with what we're talking about today regarding how are we thinking about our eating habits right. how are we thinking about moving and and how we are exercising or creating flexibility and mobility. Mm -hmm. And then what are the daily practices that are really helping to honor this Mm -hmm. vessel that that needs to to have a strong foundation for everything else to be built on? And let's start in that whole concept of eating habits. What What would you like people to think about when they think about their eating habits? Yeah, I well, Sadly, I when it comes to our bodies, and you, you think about weight loss or, or just improving your health, a big, huge factor to it is what you eat. I mean, we want to think when we're getting healthy that it's 50, 50% exercise, 50% eating. It's really more like 80-20. So, so the eating part is huge. It's your fuel. It's what gets you through life, you know, and sadly, I think the standard American diet has just taken just, it's just taken a nosedive in terms of what we eat. And plus, when we're busy, we grab for convenient things, fast things. And those don't tend to be the healthiest options, mostly because they're highly processed. They're refined carbs, they're high in sugar, they're high in saturated fats, they're all the things that were that aren't good for our body. And we've kind of like, gotten in a bad habit of just reaching for those things when we're busy. So, so what I'd like to see people do is really do a little preparation and it, and with, it doesn't take much. I mean, just a little bit of planning, you can swap out some of those lousy foods for some better foods, some better alternatives, fruits and vegetables and things that would be better for your diet, going for more whole foods, foods that don't have the refined carbs, have the complex carbs. Those are your fruits and vegetables and your, your grains. And then going for things that aren't super high in the saturated fat. You, you need, you need fat. Your body needs fat. You can't cut out fat fats completely, but you need the healthy fats like olive oil and nuts and seeds and fish. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of places where you can get really good alternatives to bad fats. Right. And And one of the things I just want to pause you on for a second is the mindset issue that, that can go on because if you're busy building your business and you're, you're burning the candle at both ends, or you've got lots of work and you're out there with your clients, what do we, what's the first thing we sort of put to the side, like the planning and what we do, what do we tell ourselves? I don't have time to do that. Right. I'll do that later. Planning is going to just take so much time. You get overwhelmed by the idea of it. Oh my God, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to plan. That'll take days. days. Exactly. what, What resources might be available to 
Like, what do people need to think about to get past that? I don't have time to do that. So I I think the number one thing people should think about is that small changes make a big difference. It doesn't have to be grand. Like, just maybe swap out that afternoon brownie with an afternoon apple. It doesn't have to be super difficult. You can do an apple and peanut butter in the afternoon. And that's one thing. That's it. That's like one swap in your, in your, you have to go to the grocery store. Everybody's got to go to the grocery store to get stuff. The brownies are at the grocery store too. The brownies are at the grocery store. The apples are in the same place. Yeah, (laughs) they are. They are. They're there. So it's not, it's not huge. I'm not asking people to make huge changes in their life. I learned something when I went to nutrition school about crowding out. And so you just make these little, little tiny changes a little at a time and you start crowding out some of that bad stuff and bringing in the good stuff. Those bagged salads, all the, a lot of vegetables have come a long way in terms of preparation. Most of the reason people don't like them is you got to chop them and wash them, them, chop them, wash them, chop them. Now you have all those bagged salads, you have bagged baby carrots, you have, you have bagged celery, you have bad, you have bagged till the cows come, you have bagged apples. You have, right. <laughs> there's a bag to everything. There's, there's a bag pre- for everything. Yeah. yeah. And there's pre-cut fruit in the, in the little containers, like the grocery store provides those now. It's not just like at Whole Foods. They're at every grocery store now. Right. So there's things you can do. You might pay a little more for the preparation, but it's kind of worth it. Like if yeah. you're busy and you're working. If really you're, hard. if you're working so hard, you're making the making money, money. So spend yeah. some money on getting things prepped for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in the long run, you know, you are responsible for you. So only you can do this. So now just, just make these little tweaks. I'm not asking you to go crazy and get, become a total health nut. <laughs> So one thing we could do, small changes lead Mm -hmm. to big differences. We crowd things out by replacing Mm -hmm. small things. Another thing that really has sort of taken the world by storm, and I think people are confused about it, and I know that you specialize in this Mm -hmm. as well, is something called intermittent fasting. How could that potentially help me be healthier? Well, I started doing intermittent fasting about three years ago, and it completely changed my life. I had done every diet under the sun, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, you name it, I had done it. Keto, paleo, Whole30, whole I did them all. None of them worked. They worked until they didn't work, and I couldn't right. maintain them in my lifestyle. And what I found with intermittent fasting was it was a lifestyle change I could make that I could maintain. People get a little freaked out by the word fasting. I did. I grew up Catholic, and I could never fast on Good Friday. And I always feel like faint. And so when I heard it, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That sounds terrible. So so when I learned torture, it sounds like torture. Yeah. So when I learned how to actually do it and do it in a way that I wouldn't get hungry or faint, that I could keep my blood sugar at a consistent level in my body and I wouldn't feel awful through, through this intermittent fasting protocol that I teach, it it just was life-changing. And, and the nice thing about intermittent fasting is it's, it's a time-restricted eating. So you have an eating window and you a fasting window. We fast every day. We fast every day because we sleep for nine hours, whatever, seven, whatever people sleep. But usually you're not eating right before you go to bed and you're not eating right when you wake up. So we have a period of time that we fast every day. All, All we teach is we just widen that time a little bit. And then you do a clean fast, which you can have water, tea, black coffee, water, black tea, nothing added into your 
into your beverages and then you open your window at a specific time and then close it at a specific time. And, and this is what, that's what intermittent fasting is. The thing about it that's so great is you eat a lot less food because you're not grazing all the time and eating all right. the time. And for me, it saved me tons of money on my grocery bill. I just don't buy as much food anymore. I don't buy snacky kind of foods and stuff. My diet's really cleaned up over the last couple of years because of intermittent fasting, but I just don't buy this stuff anymore. So it's, I mean, it's so much easier. I don't do a lot of cooking and prep work anymore. I just don't need to. So. And you're not miserable during no, your non-food no, window. No. And I do get to eat the foods I want to eat. I really do. I really eat. I'm a total foodie. People think people fast because they don't like food. It's the total opposite. <laughs> I fast because I love food and I love sweets and I love, I love all the things. So I, I, I indulge now, but now when I eat something, I ask, is it window worthy? So is it worthy eating in my window? Am I really going to feel good after I eat this? And now, because my body's so clean now, certain foods don't taste good to me anymore, or they make me feel bad. So it's just naturally cleaned up my diet. I, I never thought this would happen in my lifetime. So, and I lost 30 pounds doing it and I've maintained it for three years. That's the first time in my life. I've done any sort of diet. I don't consider this a diet. I consider it's it a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Yeah. And you're yeah. a lifestyle yeah. coach. So you yes, help I people. Move. Yeah. So mm -hmm. one of the things I really want everybody to hear, if we go back to the concept of, I have all these balls in the air. I'm trying to build my business. I'm trying to build my income. I'm too busy. Well, yeah. intermittent fasting doesn't take extra time. As a matter of fact, it keeps you out of the kitchen or the it pantry does. it does and keeps you focused and and so work. yeah i love that, that yeah and you're of and you're also using ketones which your body goes into ketosis when you're fasting you're using ketones and that like really ramps up your brain so you're kind of like high energy before you're when you're fasting it's really it's really pretty cool like right now i've been fasting for several hours since last night and i feel great i'm not like falling over <laughs> I look okay, right? Meg? You look gorgeous. <laughs> so yeah, she's on advertisement for that. Yes, so, I am. So before we move into moving, mm -hmm. what else, if anything, do you want us to be thinking about around what we can do to focus on our eating habits to help create this flow towards like you just brought up the fact that your brain energy is going to be different yeah. when you're fasting. So that's going to help you with your goals. Anything else yeah. that we want to think about regarding yeah. eating? I, I want to talk about if you're eating like have high fat foods, if you're, well, first of all, high fat foods will trigger serotonin in your brain and it'll make you kind of sluggish because you'll like, it's, it's like an endorphin high, like eating all that yummy, like a big burger or whatever. Yeah. It tastes really great. The other part is your body will start digesting the digesting, go into that mode and you'll get sleepy. So mm -hmm. eating these really heavy foods and overeating them will make you actually lower in energy. So that's not good for our business because we need to be like running on good steam at all times. <laughs> so right. yeah. And then you also want to be careful of the high sugar foods like it three o'clock when you get that, I need something sweet or I need, and I need a, I, I'm like, I'm getting sleepy. So you do that sugar with the caffeine, maybe it's the diet Coke or the cup of coffee with the candy bar. And that just jacks up that sugar. And then you see your body's like on this roller coaster all day and their energy is just not, your body just doesn't like that. It doesn't want to operate like that. 
So that's another thing that will affect your business because you won't you won't have consistent energy. And we have long days as entrepreneurs. Yes. So we need to have like consistent energy, our glucose at a certain steady range all day long. So, so I want to go back to the comment you made regarding that as you've been fasting and crowding things out, some things just don't taste good to you the way that they That's used right. to. Yeah. So I'm wondering how that like maybe the intermittent fasting helps you make better choices? Definitely. And it happened completely naturally. And they call it appetite correction. And I never really thought I would do that. There are literally foods now that I just won't even eat because they don't make me feel good. And I, I just think they're just so high in fat. My body is not used to processing that that high amount of fat. I think the other thing about intermittent fasting is you get really in tune with how your body feels. You mm -hmm. get really in tune with I'm hungry. You, you understand your satiety signals again. Before I was doing intermittent fasting, I just ate to the clock. And now I've really listened to my body. And I've, if I'm hungry, if I'm really hungry, I'll eat because it's my body saying, hey, I need more nutrients mm -hmm. or I need more fuel. But I listen to my, my body now a lot more. So I think I've just gotten more in tune with the way I feel and certain things just don't make me feel good. So I don't eat them anymore. That doesn't mean I don't eat a brownie because I do. No. no, I get it. I get it. But but you don't necessarily need that. I mean, you eat it yeah. because you yeah. eat and you're not eating it at 11 o'clock at night. I'm not eating it at 11. That's another thing. Yeah, I can't eat before I go to bed at night. I just can't. My body just cannot do it. Now, some people can, but I, I just cannot. And I don't sleep well. Then it affects my sleep. Again, affecting energy. You know, it's like right. it's all it's all interconnected. <laughs> well, and we are these incredible beings we are. that I think we've just gotten used to not listening to our signals. It's sort yeah. of like... Okay, I'm going to make an analogy here, people. It's when you are coaching somebody and you don't believe that they're whole, resourceful, and creative. So you're giving you them your solution instead of listening for what their to solution what is. Mm -hmm. I think we've kind of done the same thing with our bodies. Completely. Like we put our mind or what we think we want over what our body is telling us. So if we Completely. try if we treated our body the way we do a client in that their whole, it, it knows what it needs. Let's pay attention to it. I yeah, just came exactly. up with that analogy. It might be a really bad analogy, but no, I think me, I'm going to, so I think I'm going to use it because that is really good. That is really, really good. We just don't listen to our bodies anymore. We don't know how its voice has become diminished. So it has, I think that that's just a key thing. How are we tuning back into what our body needs? Mm-hmm. And then that also comes in the way of exercise. So what Absolutely. do we need to think about regarding exercise? Yeah, so movement is super important. And and I I I am not an exerciser. I was not an an, an high school athlete or anything. <laughs> I think the most I probably did was jazzercise and aerobic classes when I was in my my 20s. But I don't love exercise at all. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not, I'm not one of those people that wake up in the morning, which I think is hilarious that I'm a health coach and I don't like to exercise, but I really don't like to exercise. So I try and do things, create movement in my daily activity that fit in with what I like to do, because the bottom line is if you don't like to do it, you're not going to do it. So if and you then create, you're miserable and you're not seeing the benefit anyway, exactly. And, yeah. and you beat yourself up. It's like, ah, oh, I set this goal. I was going to exercise every day and I'm not doing it. And then you start beating yourself 
yourself up. So we don't want that. We want you to find exercise that fits into your lifestyle. Again, the lifestyle thing and, and that you like to do. So when movement doesn't have to be running around a track for six miles. Movement can be anything. It can be taking a walk in your neighborhood. In fact, walking is really, really good for you. (laughs) So walking is easy. Do it on your lunch hour. You take five minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour of continuous exercise either. You can break it up into pieces. Your body doesn't know the difference. You do want to try and get your heart rate up when you, when you do some exercise, but you don't have to do that every single day. You can just do that three, three times a week, but you want movement. So I've kind of incorporated stretching into my, into my work. I've incorporated some yoga. I do some walking. I do do weight training because as we age, we lose bone density and muscle mass. And it's really important to have weight training just to keep keep the bone density up, especially as women too. We it's just one of the things that happens to us as we age. Great tip. Yeah. Yeah. So weights, they don't have to be heavy weights. I have weights in my home. I have like two pound, five pound, eight pound, and 10 pound, and that's it. And I got them like a target. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on a weight set or anything like that. You can use those stretchy bands. Those are good too, because they're, they have this to them. So some are harder than others. I have a weighted hula hoop. <laughs> really? I love, yeah, I do. <laughs> you can buy them on Amazon. So funny, but it's a two pound weighted hula hoop because I like to hula hoop. I think it's fun. So sometimes I'll just hop up while I'm watching TV show and just start hula hooping in the living room. <laughs> It's great. That's <laughs> also that's it. That's that's coordination. I don't know if I'm coordination, balance. To, to, yeah. You know. Now, all these things are good for balance. I mean, as you age, the, one of the biggest things that kills aging people is our falls. So we really have to keep flexible. We have to keep the the muscles strong so we have balance and we have to move because we have to keep flexibility in in so that we can catch a fall or or not get hurt so bad when we do fall or we're a little stronger so so movement doesn't have to be anything crazy just do what you like if it's a zumba class i mean i used to do like the zumba classes on the wii <laughs> we had the kids had the wii i would do the zumba classes it doesn't have to be anything crazy just find something you like as long as you're going to do it and build it into your lifestyle. So it's not like that's, that's the, that's probably the hardest part is as an entrepreneur is finding the time to build it in. But once you start doing it and your body gets used to it, you're not going to want to miss it. So I know for me, I, over the, the winter, the Christmas break, I had family members in and my routine got really out of whack and I started feeling really achy. And I'm like, why am I feeling so achy? Cause I wasn't doing my stretching, which I build into my everyday practice. And and I could feel the difference. So I do stretching and balance exercises and I wasn't doing them and I could totally tell. And the minute I went back to them, it all went away. Like I felt that my joints weren't aching. My feet didn't hurt. I could get out of bed in the morning and not feel all those aches and pains. So your body starts to want it. So this is the first time in my life that I've ever actually felt like I want to exercise because my body wants it. So once again, yeah, tuning into is- your body, what are the messages your body's giving you? Mm-hmm, totally. And if we think about this regarding bottom line, if you've got greater stamina, because you're moving, if yep. you've got better balance and grace, More energy. you might feel better being in front of a group of people. That's true too. That's true too. You have more energy. This exercise just gives you, there's, there's chemistry in the body. When you do exercise, it puts oxygen into your muscles and your body tissue into your brain. And it just makes you sharper and, and have more energy, feel more energized. So you do get those endorphins too, when you exercise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you believe I can't get up from this chair 
because I'm just doing things. And that's the only way to create a, a product or create an yeah. outcome. You might very yeah. well be costing yourself. It might be taking you longer to You're think about absolutely things. Right. Yeah. What else? And not to mention if, well, not to mention if you have some sort of ailment that holds you back, it can be if you have diabetes and you're letting that go, if there's lots of body things that are linked to bad health. And so that really will affect your bottom line if you're, you can't, you can't do your work. So something to think about. I use a fitness tracker on my, I have an Apple watch that like tells me when to stand up because <laughs> we get stuck at our desks like all right. day long. You know? And so I have a, a tracker that tells me to stand up and when to move. And it just is a nice little nudge. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, Allison. There are resources available. There are to, to respond to this. So, yes. so yes, maybe you're into gadgets, maybe you're not. But the reality is, whether you have to set a timer on your desk to go off every hour yep. and a half, or yep. what do you need to do to break the cycle if you're in a cycle of being stagnant or sedentary? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you need to do to really be able to build some movement into your day? So we said it about food, but it goes for exercise too. Small changes make big, big things happen for you. So just very small tweaks. And once you start doing it little by little, so maybe it's just, maybe you start, maybe you're not an exerciser and you haven't exercised in years and you're, you're like, I can't go to the gym. Well, then don't. <laughs> so, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can do all these things at your home. Just start maybe doing, going on a 10 minute walk. And then once that feels comfortable, increase it just five, 10 minutes more, five, 10 minutes more until you're doing 45 minute walk or an hour walk. And then you'll have to, you'll have to plan. But we as entrepreneurs are planners. We are planners. We have to be. So we can build this in. I think if you make some sort of extreme regimen where I'm going to get up at 5am and I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and I'm going to swim for an hour, that's just too hard. Don't, don't make it that hard. Start out small and then just keep adding and adding and adding to it. That's kind of how I did it when I first started, because like I said, I don't like the exercise. So, well, that's so. a solution focused principle. We tell our clients, small changes small. lead to big yeah. results yep. as the same kind of thing. Same what exact thing. We, we're telling it, so what, how can we apply it? Yeah, we're walking the talk, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so within that, let's move now into what do we want to think about when we think about our daily practices? Yeah, so I mean, I think that a daily practice is super important. And what I mean by that is, is some sort of daily thing you do, like a ritual you do to kind of start your day or end your day, or maybe you do it in the middle of the day. It's whatever works for you. But it's some sort of practice that is maybe a centering or grounding practice. And I think this is really important for entrepreneurs because I think we go a hundred miles an hour and our minds race. I just, I don't know. I would love to know the percentage of people that are ADHD as, as entrepreneurs, because I think a lot of us are. <laughs> so, but our brains race. And so I have built a, a daily practice of, of a 10 minute meditation, a few, three, three things for gratitude, my morning coffee and my stretching routine for 15 minutes in the morning. That's just, that's my daily practice, but you can build whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I think the meditation piece is huge, but just, or even just sitting quietly with no electronics around you and no sitting in quiet, because I think in order for our brains to kind of settle, work on some breathing techniques, for for the brain to just be quiet, 
I've gotten so much more creative since I've done this. I think it, I think it makes space in your brain for creativity. I don't have the science behind that, but I, for me, it makes space for creativity. So I am just a firm believer in the daily practice of just centering yourself and then, and then going, it doesn't, it, it can be 10, 15 minutes in the morning. It's just a place. It's just for you. I get up before my husband. So I have the whole house to myself in the quiet. I make my coffee. I start my daily practice and then he gets up and I'm done. So it's just, it's wonderful. So I'm a really strong believer in it. And I think it's really good for entrepreneurs to have a daily time that's just for you. Mm -hmm. And I would say, even if you're listening and you are an internal coach or you are a leader in an organization, the reality is every single thing Allison is saying is going to help you meet your daily demands Mm -hmm. more effectively than if you put your health and well-being in a corner that you don't want to deal with because you're too busy. Every single thing that we're talking about, whatever you do during the day, these are going to benefit you. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty simple, but it's not easy to do. I recognize that. And I work with my clients. It's really hard when they've been in a pattern of life for so long and we're busy people and Mm -hmm. we're, we're just getting busier. It feels like. And we have to take a step back, really, because these bodies of ours, we've only got one and we got to take care of it. And if we don't, it's not it's not pretty, guys. I've seen it. It's not pretty. (laughs) Exactly. So, Allison, thank you so much for bringing your expertise forward. If people want to know more about you and the work that you do, what are some things that you have coming up? So I am, I do a three month group coaching program, which, which is new lifestyle you, which is setting intentions and setting what you want for goals. Of course, it's very health and exercise focused, but it's also other things as well, but it's personalized. It's a, it's a group program. And then there's some one-on-one coaching with me. I also do one, a six month one-on-one coaching problem. I call it the new lifestyle master's program. <laughs> so. If you really want to deep dive and really get into your own stuff, you can work with me one-on-one. So that's my big program. And then I am launching an online intermittent fasting course that should be coming out in the February timeframe. So be on the lookout for that. Excellent. So we will have links for Allison's contact in the show notes for this episode. Allison, always a joy to spend time with you. Thank you so much for bringing your expertise forward today. Yeah, wonderful to be here. Thank you, Meg. Well, that certainly gives us food for thought about our health habits and our bottom line. Thanks again to Allison Scott for joining us. If you want to know more about Allison and how to connect with her, go to starcoachshow.com slash 324 starcoachshow.com slash 324. And links to connect with Allison will be in the show notes there, as well as a link to explore the Star Coach community, where my conversation with Allison continues. Next week, I'm excited to introduce you to Michael Buzz Bazinski. We're going to be talking about how we want to reduce our own time drain, and actually have our websites be a profit center for us. Is your website really serving you to the capacity that it can? 
Want to know more? Join us next week. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Be good to yourself this week. Be good to others and come back next week where we continue our Star Coach journey.